driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? I'm Emma. I've dabbled in all marketing channels in my career. And my passion? Providing my team with the tools to be the superstars. So, I'm making a podcast to share everything I've learned along the way, from my bachelor's internships to early career in marketing to becoming head of international marketing by age 29. Plus, everything I wish my 20-year-old self had known. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, get your snacks ready to go, and let's do this. Hello, so welcome back to today's episode. Now, I was figuring out what I was going to write about today, and as I am literally creating off the back of, I think it was episode three, where it said how to create a marketing plan. Actually, I'm going to look at that right now, because I should know what order my podcasts come in. My library, marketing nuggets, scroll down. Okay, so episode three, yep, my 10 step guide to making a marketing plan. Now, that, even though I recorded it in 2021, it's one of the most downloaded podcasts. So I'm literally currently finishing up, I'm recording today my marketing plan masterclass, which is a couple of hours and it goes through everything in a lot more detail. It goes from setting you up to success, to then getting organized, to picking your channels. So really getting tactical from a content point of view, a digital point of view, a mass point of view, events, experiences, or earned. And basically I'm going through every single one of within each of those topics that I've just said and giving you the good, the bad and the ugly from my experience on what to pick when you're making your marketing plan. So there's tons in there. If you're listening to this as I publish, there might be a couple of spaces left for you to get in the beta phase, which means it's completely free. You just need to send me your email address and I'll send you the course and you can take it for free and let me know any feedback that you have. So if you would like to do that, I've just recently set up my Instagram, which is at Marketing Nuggets. So find me on there, DM me, and I would love to give you a space. If you are listening to this and it's not when it's been released in the next couple of weeks, which is going to be in June 2022, then you can still get access to the course. Just go to my Instagram and click the link and you'll be able to find it there. That doesn't answer what I'm going to do today. So I was looking through the pick your channel section and I decided that I was going to make this podcast all about content and essentially take you through a bit of the content menu board of the different channels that I have used for a community building point of view throughout, whether that was B2B, B2C, FMCG, sports, ticketing, international, and basically tell you my experience with all of them and tell you what I would do for what. If I don't mention something that is a content building channel, it's probably because I've not done it and or I just wanted to focus on the main ones. I do not want to talk about any channels I've not done myself because I really want to give you my authentic, candid review of each channel. So bear in mind, I'm only talking to you to this podcast about content and content is generally organic. It takes time to grow and it is generally on social, but we'll go through every channel, but this by no means should make up your marketing plan. You definitely need to include digital channels as well as 
other channels to compliment depending on how much your budget is or depending on who you've got working for you or what your skills are I don't want to say you definitely need to do an event or you definitely need to do PR or you definitely need to do billboards or you definitely need to do sponsorships it just depends on your time your resource and your time your time your money and your people and you should know that that's like my fundamentals of making a marketing plan so let's get going now content as I said it's generally organic it's generally the one that it takes so much time to create and it's one that you don't necessarily see instant results from it's not like if you picked Facebook ads or Google ads you can get pretty quickly results from because you're paying for the eyeballs so this one you definitely need patience for I wouldn't recommend doing all of the channels. I think it depends how big your team is or how big your, if it's just you on your own, I would definitely recommend maybe two content channels, but I wouldn't go any more than that because it gets really overwhelming. And as I said, you should be complementing it with other channels. Even if it's just you, you should definitely be mixing it in with some other things such as digital, maybe some Google ads as well. So let's get going with content. First up is probably not one that you'd expect we're gonna go with Pinterest first of all now Pinterest for me I used it as a tool for go to places if I was looking for an inspirational like new like ideas for a new haircut or a hair color or if I was decorating a room in my house it was very much an inspiration-led platform and it was only when I started working in FMCG where we started working more with influencers and I was working on American marketing plans where I discovered that Pinterest actually could be a really, really valuable tool in the content mix. A couple of things I would recommend if you wanna use Pinterest. First of all, I recommend Pinterest if you're more of a product-based business and I recommend it more if you are targeting females specifically. If you're targeting moms, even better. And last time I checked the stats, which was definitely not in 2022, but you'll probably get a sense of it. It was for people that had higher income and it's really, really popular in the US, the UK and Germany specifically. Now, Pinterest has lots of different ways to create content. You can do still images, you can do videos, you can do articles, you can also mix it with paid Pinterest. Now I found paid Pinterest to be a bit of a hole, I felt like you could put so much money into it and you didn't really see a lot of return for that money. Now I think it's because the targeting isn't as good as other places but you can retarget people that have been on your website so it has definitely got the basics of targeting and you can target people by interests but it wasn't necessarily the platform that I would use specifically for paid but from an organic point of view I think it's really really good especially as I said if you've got a product-based business and when I say this you need to make sure that the, the content that you're producing on this is very lifestyle heavy so any content that you get from influencers or anything that's really authentic. This is the last place that you wanna do something that looks a bit more advertorial or commercial. You definitely want this to be as authentic as possible. And one thing that you could get really, really good from Pinterest is that you, if you make reels or TikToks, you can reuse them on Pinterest. So 
that's a really, really good place to be doing this. I've not used Pinterest in about a year because since I moved away from B2C, I've not used it in B2B. So I'm definitely not up to speed with the latest and greatest Pinterest tools. But as Pinterest is a search engine, it's one of the only social media platforms that is actually a search engine. It is not a social media platform. Your pins can have a really long life cycle on there. And if you've got anything really like for this particular event or seasonal, then every time that season comes back up, you're getting searched and you're getting more traffic. It's a really good tool, especially if you've got anything as I said, from other platforms that you could repurpose on Pinterest. So I would definitely look at repurposing your content for Pinterest. It takes time. It is. It does take time, I found, when I was creating pins and therefore repurposing content was definitely the way that I found that I could use it economically. I mean, we like tripled our monthly views just by being consistent with our content on there. Definitely use Canva if you wanna get some shortcuts in creating your pins. So gosh, this is going to be a long podcast if that took me that long to talk about Pinterest. The second one, let's talk TikTok. So TikTok has definitely had exponential, exponential, I don't know the word, (laughs) you know what I mean, huge growth in the last couple of years. I downloaded it at the start of quarantine, which I can't believe now was nearly, was it two years ago? Yeah, over two years ago, 2020. And it was very Gen Z heavy when I joined. Now it is massively millennial as well. There's a huge, huge millennials on there and Gen Zs. Don't know how much it's reaching Gen X. Can I just say, by the way, that this is all, everything that I'm talking about is from my experience. I really probably should have done research into these, but I'm just telling you how it is. So I think TikTok is definitely one that is only gonna grow. The thing that I like about TikTok is it's not your own audience. So every time you put videos on, it goes to different communities. And I love that TikTok defers you to go to your For You page every time. So even if you wanna go and view content from people that you follow, you have to physically go and click over to go on that. Usually when you open the app, you're on your For You page, which means that you have so much opportunity to get more organic eyeballs on there. And there's loads that you can do on TikTok from doing like trending sounds to creating your own videos, to talking, to dancing, to, you know, the sky's the limit. But I think that it should really be a core part of your community building content plans. But again, it's very resource heavy. So you need somebody on that and you need to be consistent if you're gonna go for it, which is why I'm saying just do two channels maximum if you're gonna do this on your own. Okay, so Instagram. So as a millennial, Instagram is one of my favorites. I still love Instagram, but the reach is just not as big as TikTok and it's very much still in your own community. So I do like Instagram because I feel like it's easier to use, but I think it's easier to use because it's been around longer. There's definitely less editing and creative options than there is in TikTok, but it's going even more video first. I mean, reels are taking over. They're obviously the new TikTok of Instagram. And Instagram is now showing people in their feeds, people that they don't follow. So it's taking a lot of learnings from TikTok and showing you more and more in your feed that isn't your followers, which I find super annoying because I feel like I'm on Instagram because I wanna see the people that I follow and then I go to TikTok for entertainment. 
but Instagram has obviously really easy ways to keep in touch with your audiences, you can do stories. So if you don't wanna do specific TikTok, like you don't wanna create videos all the time, you just wanna chat and be more casual, definitely Instagram stories is a really nice place to do that. But I definitely think the growth is harder on Instagram. And I know what you're gonna say, Emma, why on Instagram? You've just like, you said how great TikTok is and you're actually on Instagram. I wish I had enough time to do TikTok, but I feel like I can use Instagram a lot quicker. And just because I work full time, I do my podcast, I feel like Instagram is more in my comfort zone. Do I think it's the best? No, but do I think that I need something where I can talk to you guys directly? Yes, so that's why I've started it. Okay, the next one is blogging. Now, huge caveat to blogging. And you need. it sounds so simple, but I feel like I need to say it you must, must, underline must, enjoy writing. I tried to write a blog when I started my mum's business for her and I tried to write one blog a week and it was painful. And it was painful because I hate writing. And I thought that I could just do it, suck it up and write these blogs and I couldn't. It was really difficult because you need to think of keyword research, you need to think of how you're writing things, the length of it. You need to really... the the reason why you're blogging is for SEO benefits and therefore you need to make sure that you're doing the research to back up why you're doing the blog, which is why I'm talking about keyword research, which you can do for free if you go through Google uh, Keyword Planner through your ad account and you don't have to sign up. You can like go through it and just get an account and then do it that way. There's also other things where you can find keywords like ask the public. So there's definitely different ways that you can do it, but I feel like Blogging has so many good benefits and it's a great content hub and it can it can be the beating heart of your website and if you like to write that way, I could not recommend this channel more, but you honestly, it's a big commitment. I think you need to be writing a blog a week and so definitely enjoy writing if you want to do this. Also, the good thing is you do want to blog. I definitely recommend going and offering your services and guest blogging as well because then you're going to get your name on your other people's website. You're going to get different eyeballs and you're also going to be able to get backlinks back to your website. So even more SEO benefit. So there is a huge opportunity there. But again, it is resource sucking. So it's definitely not the technical term. So please, please, please don't go into that unless you like writing because it's ugh, horrible. Moving on, we've got four more channels to go in my content menu. YouTube, this is the original vlogging platform. This was before TikTok, before Instagram, and this was the place where you went if you wanted to catch your favorite vlogger who would be creating these videos. It's definitely great for longer form videos. They do have YouTube shorts as well. Me personally, I've never got into this channel and I think it's because I'm not really a YouTube consumer. So I definitely think if you enjoy viewing content on YouTube and you are your target audience or your target audience is gonna be hanging out there a lot, then I definitely think this is a really good platform. I think it's like the second biggest platform. It's the second biggest platform after Google. Gosh, I should really do my research. I've read all these stats and I just forget them all. But the really good thing about 
YouTube is because it's owned by Google, it complements so nicely with your ads because you can be doing organic content on YouTube, then you can be putting paid behind it. And because it's owned by Google, it has tons and tons of data. So you can be super, super targeted with your videos as well. So I know we're talking about content, but I think that if you are gonna do YouTube videos, you may as well complement it with ads because of the vast amount of data that you'll have. For me, I'm just not really a YouTuber. I think that you need, it's horizontal, of course, it's not portrait, whereas TikTok and Instagram are portrait and I feel like that's a lot easier. Whereas I feel like you probably need like a camera, you need a bit more of a setup if you're gonna be doing YouTube. I mean, you can just do it on your phone, but I feel like you need to have a preference and you need to be able to use and work the platform to be able to do it. So I think it's fine to include it. I've used it a lot in my strategies in from a paid point of view. I've not used it a ton from an organic point of view, but that's because I think that you just need to really love it and I just don't have that passion for it. Okay, the next one is LinkedIn. Now, LinkedIn, before I go any further, if you are B2B, you have to use this as a content. You have no choice. B2C, I feel like you've got a lot more choice. There's a lot more out there where you can pick and choose from your strengths. LinkedIn, sorry, if you're B2B, you've got to suck it up and learn how to do it. Now, I have been spending a bunch of time over on LinkedIn. I did a podcast, I think. Didn't I do a podcast? Yeah, I think my last podcast was about LinkedIn. Gosh, I'm getting so confused in all my content. Yes, so the 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 episode before this is LinkedIn Nuggets, how to make the most of organic reach. So I'm not gonna dwell on that on this podcast because just go back and listen to that one and you have 27 minutes full of tips of how to use this platform from an organic point of view. But I needed to say it because if you're on there, I definitely think if you're B2B, then you definitely need to use it. The only other time that I would say that you need to put this in your mix is if you're trying to grow your personal brand, if you're a a coach or something where you personally need to be in front of other business decision makers, I would, uh, so if you're like a service-based business, I would also recommend LinkedIn for that purpose. Two more to go. Gosh, I'm flying through this. Okay, the next one, my favorite, and that is podcasting. Obviously, I'm biased. You're listening to my podcast right now. I think that it's really easy, really simple, and really effective. I love that I literally just bought a microphone off Amazon for £100. I have a free audio software and I edit it myself. Obviously, there's some podcasters that have a huge setup. They have a producer or an editor. They have somebody filming them, but I don't have any of that and I still love it to death. I think it's a really easy thing to set up. As I've said to you before and confessed my sins is I literally write a couple of bullet points and just talk to you guys I think that it's a really good place to find people that are your audience and your niche and you can talk really freely for five minutes or an hour depending on what you're comfortable with. Now I prefer podcasting than any more of the video ones for reasons that I can do it in my pyjamas, I don't need to think too much. I think if I'm in front of a camera and I'm being videoed, I then like re-watch it back and I'm really critical. Whereas here, I'm just chatting along. I was always the person in the school report that said that I talk too much in class. So it really fits my personality to podcast. But I think that you need to just make sure that your audience are also hanging out there. Like if your audience are TikTokers or they are not necessarily having time or they don't spend a lot of time on Spotify and listening to podcasts and it might not be your area. So that's why you need to do your audience research before you pick your content. 
I have one more to go. The next channel that I'm gonna do is the only channel that's in content menu that is paid. But I think it was really important to mention in this area because we are talking about community building and as word of mouth marketing is absolute gold dust and you're really trying to grow that trust, I've put influencers as part of content. Now your influencers, of course, uh, could be content creators in themselves, which I would definitely recommend if you're going to have an influencer, you're going to pay them pay an influencer that's really good at creating content because simply then they can make really, really authentic pieces of work for you and your brand that will work a lot better because they're not gonna feel like they're getting sold to. You'll also get a whole new set of eyeballs and you need to obviously pick your influencers that are in your niche because then you're gonna have the right eyeballs that are reading that content. Now, a couple of tips from working with influencers Whilst you need to give them a brief of what your objective is and what you want them to do, try and keep it as simple as possible so that they can put their personality onto the brief and then it's going to become a lot more authentic in their feed. What you don't want to do is give them really, really set parameters that they have to go in because as soon as they do that, then their audience is going to know it's an ad and it's going to lose that authenticity. So this is the only content menu one that is not in your control that you have to give to somebody else you can spend as much or as little on this platform as as you want you can obviously pay somebody I mean I've seen hundreds of thousand pound contracts I've seen thousands of pound contracts I've seen hundreds of pounds I've seen it from a campaign point of view I've seen it from a monthly point of view I've seen all different types of this I think it's really effective but I think that you need to ensure that it's the right influencer for your brand ensure that you give them the freedom whilst giving them a brief that they need to hear and ensuring that you have a really, really close relationship with them and that they want to work with you as much as you want to work with them. You need to ensure that your brand aligns. Otherwise, it's going to be doomed to fail. You can also simply be gifting. Some people might do it for gifts, depending on how cool your PR packages are. So I definitely think if you've got spare money to spend in your marketing plan, this is for sure one that you should be doing. You can go all bit as I said it goes bigger or smaller of this but just make sure that it is in line with your brand values because then you are going to be set up for success versus failure wow I really raced through these so to recap we have Pinterest TikTok Instagram blogging YouTube influencers LinkedIn or podcasting now I have as I said used all of these different ones in all of different seasons of my marketing career Definitely my favourites, if I was picking from this, would be podcasting, of course, and if I was, from an audience perspective, I would say TikTok, from a creating perspective, I would say Instagram. I also think that LinkedIn is really good, but I think that it needs a lot of work in terms of definitely TikTok, Instagram, YouTube are a lot further forward in technology and targeting and the way that you can use the platform but it's still a necessary evil for all of you b2b marketers or people that are trying to grow your personal brand so there you have it that's my content menu of you to pick from hopefully this helped you get a bit of inspiration of what to do next if you're running a team there's no reason why you can't have all of these channels working all together i think that there's absolutely place for all of them in fact I've worked in a marketing team and managed a marketing team where we had every single one of these platforms going at one time. So it's definitely feasible, but you need probably a marketing 
your content team of at least five to be able to pull this kind of content out and it's definitely goals to be having all of these running at once so i hope this helped and i will talk to you soon thank you so much for listening to my marketing nuggets podcast i've been your host emma and i will catch you next time bye for now Thank you.